two. Hey, 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 happy. Oh, my God, it's Tuesday. It's Taco Tuesday, guys. Whirlwind day back at Cairo Sushi headquarters yesterday after the Cairo Sushi Summit. Uh, our, our next guest tonight, uh, well, I want to thank him because he was one of the few that reached out uh, to give a donation for our giveaways at the Cairo Sushi Summit. We're still sorting that stuff out. Um, and uh, this guy's just one of the good guys in this industry. Unfortunately, he's had to deal with BJ Roca himself. We'll talk about that tonight a little bit. He's also the keeper it's of the realm. Saturdays by Mad Magazine. It's a it's it's a honor, you know. <laughs> He's also the keeper of the realm drinking lamp. We'll talk about uh, we'll talk about realm. I remember a couple of months ago, people going, "You actually talked about realm on a Facebook live." I'm like, "Yeah, dude, it's a cool group." Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that and more, especially the tick. But my man. Keith Wassong is hiding from, uh, from uh, 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 I guess, cheerleaders in his house. Gymnast. 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 Even, even, even worse. How are you doing, my man? I'm doing good, man. Glad to, glad to be on tonight with you. Good to hang out with you always, man. You're, you're, you know, as I said, you're one, of the, you're one of the good ones, but you're also one of the smart ones. Honorary doctorate from Sherman Chiropractic College because of all the years and what you've given in uh, from your side of the fence. I, I think it's interesting to go through your story. I know you had it for people that don't know who you are. Um, it, it, you know, you had a serious injury. It brought you to chiropractic. I'll let you take it from there. Sure. I really didn't have a serious injury. And most people assume that because I was a national weightlifting champion. Uh, at one time, I held all of the drug free uh, national weightlifting records, uh, both in powerlifting and Olympic lifting. I was um, at one time rated by many magazines as the strongest drug free, never took steroids athlete in the world, whether that's true or not, it was written, so it must have been true. And, and I, didn't, I didn't get injured, but I did come back from a tour in 1986 uh, with the armed forces team, I was in the military, and I started developing some sinus infections. Yeah. What's this? It's, it's common, sinus infection. You go to the Navy hospital and they gave me two medications, which is typical, and the sinus infection pain cleared up. But the next day I had what you could call nuclear diarrhea. I was a nuclear submarine guy, so nuclear is a word. Okay. And go back to the hospital, and they go, you know what? We expected that. Here's two more drugs. Now I'm up to four. Well, it cleared up the diarrhea, but it gave me nosebleeds. I go back a day later. We have something for that. And this, just, this was every day I was getting a new drug. Within about two weeks, I was on 18 different medications for a total of 70 pills a day. Nice. And it didn't take me long to go from this lean back then 228, five foot seven, lean athlete that could that could squat 150 pounds, you know, drug free, being a zombie. And I lost my hair. They they injected something in the back of my neck. There's still a bump there, and all 90% hearing loss in the left ear. And in fact, I spent time in the ER. I collapsed, and they didn't know what to do with me. Uh, skin turned color of ash, and I spent the next about 15 months as literally a zombie. Honestly, Trist, I don't remember it. And I, and I have a really good long-term memory. I can remember football. I remember my, my, my college teams playing. That year is an absolute blur to me. So you, you, were, you, were, uh, you were ambivalent. There was no ever turn to like, holy shit, I just want to cut it all off. Let me go. God, you know that. Oh, I would say the last couple, and I'd say the last six or seven months, they had me on this medication where it gave me the dry heaves. And I hope nobody's eating dinner right now. And I would sleep in my bathroom at night with two or three pillows against the toilet. 
because I could not make it from the bedroom. I didn't have the energy to make it from the bed to the toilet. And so I would sleep there and the dry heaves would start about midnight. They would last till six, seven in the morning. Now, if you ever had food poisoning when you're relatively healthy, it's no picnic. When you're decimated with what I had going on, which was severe immune system failure, I, I, I wanted to die. And yeah. I, I actually prayed for death. I, I was ready to go. This, this was not how I wanted to live. I mean, I couldn't go out to the mailbox and get my mail. I had a, a, a neighbor lady who was disabled, would go out with her walker and get my mail and bring it to me. I was totally disabled. And I lived on applesauce for about 14 months. Uh, that's all I could keep down. I moth applesauce, two or three cans a day. Yeah. So here was this guy that a year and a half earlier was was winning titles, was was doing things, and I and I was, and I was even being offered semi-professional football contracts. And uh, right, I was, some, I was doing some MMA stuff before it was MMA, kind of illegal, you know, doing doing the, the, the mixed uh, the tough man contest and winning. Oh, that's it. cool, dude. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I was I was a brawler back then, and to wear a guy who couldn't feed themselves, who couldn't get their own mail, I was disabled. And, and it was frustrating. And so um, 14, 15 months in this, I met with my medical team in Charleston. Good guys. I mean, these were these were good doctors. Their intent uh, was good, right, you think? that's You know yeah. what? They, they came to my house personally, some of them. The commander came and brought food and brought groceries and, and, and prayed with me. And I saw President Reagan's personal physician in Bethesda, Maryland, because I was a Navy athlete and what's going on with him. And they finally said, Keith, get your affairs in order. You're going to die. Uh, it's not going to be today or tomorrow, but within within the year, you're going to be gone. And I, I was ready for that. And this would have been probably May, May, June, a little earlier than this year of 1987. And I had a friend drive me. And I wasn't married. I had no kids, but I, I, I took care of some things with my parents. Not a lot left. And I had a friend drive me to a shopping mall to buy Christmas gifts for my family, knowing I was going to be alive at Christmas or, or anticipating it. And after spending the entire day buying four or five gifts, I was in a, a bookstore buying the last gift for my mother. And a stranger approached me and said, hey, are, are you okay? Because I look like hell. I mean, I skin and I, I walk like those of you a little bit older, which is probably none of your listeners. Tim Conway used to play a man on Carol Burnett. He'd, he'd walk in the shoveled manner. And that's how I was. And, and it turns out this guy was a chiropractor who was hunting patients in the bookstore two weeks into practice. He would hang out by the health, by the, the health books, the nutrition books, and he would pounce on people when they would, would approach. He sees me, and he didn't know what to think, but he knew chiropractic could help. And so he follows me out into the, the food court where I was waiting for my ride, and he starts talking to me, and, 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 and I, I didn't want to talk to him. I was tired. I mean, I mean, just walking was exhausting. Yeah. And he starts talking, and he mentions chiropractic. Now, I grew up in a negative chiropractic family. I had a father to his death three years ago, hated chiropractors, just thought thought the I, I could never persuade him, which means some people can never be persuaded, and that's how it is. Yeah. And, and so he, when he said chiropractic, I, I envisioned voodoo, witch doctor, or something like that. And he, he convinced, he, he persuaded me to come in for an appointment, and I said yes, just to get rid of it, because I was tired of talking to him. And so I lied to him. I had no intention of going, and and my, my friend who had showed up to give me a ride home, so I'll, I'll give you a ride tomorrow. I said, we're, we're not going. And he goes, well, why? You told the guy you were going. I said, I said, it's, it's chiropractor. It's, it's, it's witchcraft. It's voodoo. If yeah. that, voodoo has some validity. And that, that's where I was. And, and I asked him, I, I said, uh, Butch, I said, do you know anything about chiropractic? He goes, nothing good. I said, why should I go? And he goes, what choice do you have, Keith? 
What else you doing tomorrow besides hanging out in your your chair with your red bucket, the vomit bucket? What what else you got? He goes, if it was if it was a one in a million shot, I'd go. Good 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 uh, good advice. So I go in the next day, and he rattles off all the stuff. He talks still to this day. I just saw him a few weeks ago. He still talks too much, and but he adjusted me, and he made me rest. And he said, "Isn't that great?" And he hugged me, which was really weird. And he said, I'll see you tomorrow. And I'm like, yeah, you'll never see me again, dude. And I went home, ate my applesauce, went to bed, and I woke up the next day, and I was stiff and sore from head to toe. My whole neck, not in pain, but like you do a workout for the first time, and you're just locked up. And I remember thinking, that's what these quacks do. And that's, that's where I was. They hurt you one day, and then they fix you the next day. And, I, and I'm, I'm, Dad was right. You know, this is just quackery. And I, I walked down the hall, and I, I take the shower, and I brush my teeth, and I waddle into the the kitchen get my applesauce and, and 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 it's it's been 33 34 years something like that 30, 30 31 32 something like that and to this day i'll never forget stopping in the middle of my kitchen dead in tracks realizing three things i had just slept eight straight hours for the first time in a year and a half i hadn't put two hours of sleep together uninterrupted i had just showered brushed my teeth and was able to dress myself without being exhausted. Normally, I would have to go into the living room and, and nap in the easy chair for an hour or two to recover from taking a shower. That's how weak I was. And three, legitimately had an appetite for the first time in over a year. And I, 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 I got some eggs out of the refrigerator. I mean, to this day, applesauce is banned in our home. Kids can eat it when I'm gone, but we don't. We don't. <laughs> and I made some eggs and I knew I was gonna throw them up. Because I, I, I tried to eat other stuff and yeah. it just, it was, it was disgusting. Yeah. And I ate like two soft boiled eggs, got my bucket, sat in a chair, nothing happened. And I went, huh. You're not uh, feeling better, but you're functioning better. I, I, you know what? Baby steps. But yeah. yes, the sleep alone was like, wow. That's function, baby, right? That's function. function. And you'll hear me talk a lot about the, the ADLs and function are the bridge that connect you to the public. To That's how you create the demand. You talk about function. You don't talk about symptoms. You don't talk about pain. You know, we feel good now. We feel terrible. It doesn't matter. It's about functional ADLs. That 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 needs to just that needs to define the marketing message, in my opinion. I, I want to go back to that, and 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 I I'm going to piggyback. I want to go back to you in the bookstore. Mm -hmm. Thirty years later, if you see a chiropractor doing that, which I mean, what is there like Barnes and Nobles left? I mean, if there if there was a bookstore, would you would you would you go into realm and just go trash that guy right now? <laughs> You know what? Seriously, I pull him aside and say, I can show you a better way. Are you up for it? And 70% say, yeah. 30% say, dude, I'm saving the world. And I, I can I can help one. I can help the other. Let's, I mean, obviously, you, you continue on with chiropractic and the journey. You've become a well-known speaker, author. Um, you have some of the best, as I lovingly say, the shit. That's in the good terms for patient education information. Let's talk about, I titled this The Worst Things because mm -hmm. we can go into what you're doing, which I consider to be the top level, but let's start with the bad shit. What is the worst way right now you're seeing research, education, subluxation, okay. just chiropractic communicated out in, in the public okay. and in the industry? Um, couple of things and boy, I, I could have a long list here. One-on-one, um, -on -one, the worst thing you can do is to inform before you engage. You have to engage the person. In other words, draw their interest in, and then you start to educate. If you educate without that, it's just white 
noise, and it just pisses them off. Yeah, we should have a we should have I, we should have a caveat because last year I had you speak at the Cairo Sushi Summit. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my big things was to bring non chiropractors in because uh-huh. bring what I said the really smart people outside the profession, which I included you in there. This year we had Tom Billu. Yeah. Um, JP Sears, people that are, are outside the profession going, hey, hold on, we, we, we're, we've made some money here, we've had success. Like you, tell your background outside of chiropractic, because I think this is essential to why people should listen to you. Well, I, I mean, I mean, initially, my only success was lifting, yeah. and I had a very distinguished career as a submarine sailor. I'm, I'm still, to this day, the youngest qualified launch supervisor in nuclear history, because now you have to be a certain age to be it, I, I qualified submarines, which is which takes about a year. I did it in 86 days, and and it's not because I'm ambitious. I just said, you know, if I the faster I can get this over with, the easier. So I, I, I had athletic, I had stuff like that, usually done through just being tenacious, not being that that, that talented. Post chiropractic, I've had a, I've had a, a a distinguished career in financial services. That's that's my job. I'm an independent financial advisor. Uh, not a, not a, mostly investment advisor. I, I invest. I advise people on their investments and their strategies. Uh, I split that between personal uh, cases, and now I advise small to medium um, insurance and investments companies. I teach them how to communicate because it's really no different. Yeah, you, you were at the Berkshires years ago talking about how to, how to build your financial portfolio. I mean, you're you're, you're you're a Renaissance man with knowing a lot of things, but what makes Someone successful in that area is it communication skills? Is it is it sales skills? Is it's it skills? It's yeah. knowing how to ask. First of all, you got to engage. Uh-huh. You got to engage. Uh, I, I I I can give you all the information in the world about your investments and your stock, but until I get your your interest peaked in your future and your retirement, it's just white noise. So we we got to talk about Tristan's retirement, about your future, about what you want, what you you know in terms of money. And I know you like money. Until that happens, all the data in the world is, is, is just meaningless. And most people start with that. They, they start with the data, okay? Um, but successful people are, are listeners. They ask the right questions. Because here, here's the thing, and I'm going I'm to back away. Um, to grow anything, let's say chiropractic, chiropractors think we need, we need to push more chiropractic. We need more chiropractic promotion. No, what you have to do is you have to create a demand. There's a need. But there's very little demand. Mm-hmm, Just because yeah. there's a need doesn't mean there's a demand. You, you see, that's that's the problem. And so then they become preaching. They become pulpit, like, oh, you got to do this and you got to do that. And I see an awful lot of grandstanding in chiropractic with leaders. A lot of them are my friends, and yeah. and, and, they're, and, they're, and they're misguided. You create that demand in the public. When I when I built my my business in in Charleston, South Carolina, I created demand for what I could do for people, and it was unique. It wasn't, I, I was not a jack of all trades. I was very specific, just like chiropractors should be. So you gotta create that demand with the public and you do that by communicating or articulating a unique benefit or service on what you do. And the benefit or service is not chiropractic. That's just the end result. That unique service is the relationship between spinal health and systemic health. Yeah. When I go and talk to medical doctors, medical schools, which I do, that's what I'm, mostly what I'm doing now. If I have an hour, I don't hit chiropractic the 58th minute because right. I don't need to. It's all, and, and I've said this many times, the best way you communicate through baseline physiology but using a philosophical lens. You, 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 you build how the body functions, then you build the demand, 
And chiropractic is a one, two minute conversation. Yeah. That's one. Number two is you can't compare chiropractic to medicine. You can't grow chiropractic by trash and medicine, even though a lot of it deserves to be trashed. See, what happens is this. When you compare chiropractic to medicine, you automatically, by, by default, place chiropractic allopathic chassis or model, yeah. which is effectiveness can only be determined by its ability to clear symptoms, which is not very scientific. It's got to be, so, so, so the initial talk is not chiropractic versus medicine, it's function versus feeling. Are we trying to improve ADLs or we're trying to make you feel better? See, that, that's, a, that's an easy argument. That's not even an argument. I've never had anyone, I've never had any group go, oh, tell us more about that, that feeling model. That's what they've been on and it's a failure. I'm not gonna tell them it's a failure. They, they, they sort of know, they don't know why it's a failure because symptoms are the body expressing health. The body's constantly in a state of healing. We don't wanna inhibit that. We wanna facilitate that through function. And so you get the model, function versus, tell me more about function. Now we're engaged and we can talk about we just build a central nervous system, how the spine operates, systemic health, spinal health, and chiropractic is a one-minute conversation. They go, oh, really? I didn't know. Sign me up. I can't believe BJ Roca called you a no, quack. I have to sell the problem, and that problem is spinal health, systemic health, which is a monster. And that's all I've done for 31, 32 whatever it is yours. And, and you've done it by putting together, you know, in from a visual for those people that need to learn uh, kinesthetically, visually, you've put together some of the best packages out there. If you guys go to KeithWasson.com, uh, I have the link above. Uh, talk to me about, because when, when, when your name gets put out there, here are the things we hear out there. Great guy, awesome communicator, great speaker, and flat out some of the best products. And, and uh, I, you're not one to go out and shill your stuff. It's not your thing. It's not your style. No. Um, I, I am a shiller. My own work. I created my stuff for my own work for, I mean, I go out in the public and I do talks and this is, because I don't want to just do a talk. I want I want to do enough to where they go home and go, I need to read more. I need to listen more. I want to self it. So I create this stuff for my own work, not to, to sell to some guy in Indiana. But, but, but you know, you, you do offer for very affordable options. Talk to me about, because uh, I know Tim, my father, has your, your slide decks we've used. He's used in social media. He's used in, in uh, with his yeah. uh, uh, TV in, the, in, his, uh, in his office. Everyone's using your, your products out there. A lot of people are using your products out there different ways. Mm -hmm. What is it about your products, you think, that makes them so successful and make them so easy to implement? And more importantly, lastly, make them so easy for the consumer, the client, the practice member to get. I, I, I think because, number one, they are engaging. They, they draw the interest. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, especially with the new, the new Health Issues series, it's like that album you see in the record store back in the 70s and 80s, and you picked it up because of the album cover. Then you go, oh, what is this? This is interesting. And yeah. so we spend a ton. We... we we reinvest a ton into artwork and graphics. Now we're hiring Disney level quality because everything I sell is a one-time fee and then and then every year we give annual updates. You don't have to rebuy it. We're constantly you know, redoing it. And when we started, it was all black and white print. Uh, that's number one. Number two, um, you know, the images are engaging. And number three, we set up to where instead of the doctor constantly have to say, here, read this, read this, read this, read this, they put into what I call self-education modules on their websites, on their Facebook, to where they don't have to be the chiropractic 
evangelist. Yeah. The patient picks it up and goes, wow, the slideshows, wow, that's, that's pretty interesting. It becomes a self-education, and, and I'll still say that the best education is self-education, where you're engaging first, and then you're leading people down a path of self-discovery, where when they come to the, the realization what it is, they go, wow, that, that they own it because they arrived at it itself. And so the best, if you think about the best teachers in high school, were they the ones that were really good at delivering information? Were they the ones that inspired you, got you interested in something, and then maybe kind of pointed you in the right way? And you went outside and found it on your own. It's always the latter. Yeah. And that's, that's all we've done with these tools is create things that people can read and see. Let me tell you something. People are looking for this. Not everyone, people are Googling, boost your kid's immune system by the hundreds of millions. They're looking for this stuff. And unfortunately, they come across chiropractic stuff and they don't see immune function ADL. They see the, the usual litany of discs, sciatica. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm not, I'm not. A, yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. The, the hardcore parents are looking, how do I improve my kid's health? I, I know there's something wrong. I, I know when I was a kid in fifth grade, one kid had allergies. Now one kid doesn't. What, what's the problem here? There, there's an immune, stuff like that. And, and I know that even in talking with parents 25, 30 years ago, God, it was, it was, I mean, I, I've had my tires slashed. I'm like the, like Patrick Swayze in Roadhouse. I come out and the tires are slashed at a monastery <laughs> school. Seriously. Now it's, I, I remember for suggesting that fever was beneficial. I mean, angry mob. And uh, I remember dating this girl and I looked at her and I said, start the car, pull it out front. This, <laughs> oh, I never get that. Because we, we, we've changed. And you know what? We're in a society that's accepting, embracing. And I think chiropractic, we're, we're, we're off message. We're off point. We're doing all kinds of things that are good, but they're not unique to the profession. Get back to what's unique to the profession. And people will, you create that demand, people will come running. I mean, so many and, gold nuggets from you, Keith. Now, we got a couple of minutes before we get crushed by Close for Cairo um, in their Facebook Live out there, which uh, they usually have 100 people live because. Uh, they're just goofballs. Uh, shout out to Sean Rundo, who just said you were one of the best advocates out there. He's, he loves you, he said. Um, I, I want to ask you a couple of weird questions. It's been a while since we had you in a live, so I ask people some weird questions now. And, to and, leave and one of my three miniature wiener dogs is right below me, so if you want to ask Oscar a question, he's hiding from the girls too. Good, good, smart, smart boys. Um, and this is going to be interesting from your perspective, Keith, is uh, are you a DD? Are you a, as I lovingly say, a BJ Palmer, not a BJ guy? <laughs> um, or neither. You don't oh, have to be either. Tremendously. BJ, people over, overlook DD's writing. DD yeah. still had a big picture on health in some ways. I don't say better than BJ, but, but, but sort of BJ was real focused on the spine. And BJ was as right as he could be at the, for the time. But there were some things he got wrong. There were some things he got wrong that we've learned about right now. So we should learn to embrace our history. We should read all those writings. We should, we should just like a constitution, we should, we should embrace it, but be prepared for some change. Because I actually think there's more to subluxation, there's more to chiropractic than BJ could have ever imagined. Down to the genetic level, down to the the way generations passed on down to the prenatal, down to the subatomic, he couldn't have foreseen it. They didn't have, they didn't have, they didn't have that kind of power. They have, yeah, they have the technology. So you read it, but don't don't get locked into the BJ said, if BJ was alive today, he'd be whatever. I, 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 I tend to dismiss that right away. 
It's hard because you think about, yeah, exactly where they were at a technology standpoint. But yeah. obviously huge innovators and, and tremendous minds. Oh. If you had an opportunity to go to dinner with one dead chiropractor, who would it be and what would you talk about? Gosh, that, that, that oh, what a question. Yeah. Um, and I spent a lot of time with Fred Barge when I was a young man, a lot of time. Did your liver uh, handle, handle it okay? <laughs> A lot, a lot of drinking time, which was really, really great, and I, and I, and I love the man. I still do. Um, and I spent a lot of time with, with Vernon Pierce uh, early in my Ooh, yeah. And um, probably Clay Thompson. Probably Clay Thompson, who okay. I never met. Um, was, I, I feel like Simon Sinson would got would would have got very excited about that answer. Just because he he, he had that balance. I, I I think he was that balance between the extremes. And and he was he was a man of absolute integrity as most of those guys were, but Clay Thompson would be the one that I'd want to pick. Is I'd want to go to dinner and open a notebook and and just shut up and just write down everything he said. Clay Thompson. Got it, man. Uh, last question is a couple is uh, if if uh, what's on your what's on your book stand? What's in your podcast? I don't know. I forget if you're audio. I think you're a book guy. What are you reading outside of this profession right now that's engaging you and, and helping you keep, satiate your mind? You know, I, I I read professional journals to stay in touch with what I do financially, and I do a very you know unique thing, so it, would, it wouldn't matter to most. I, I've not been the biggest fan of reading business books. I've, I've self help and stuff like that. I tell you what I like reading. I tell you what I like reading. I like reading biographies and especially autobiographies. Yeah, dude. People across the board: politicians, writers, women. Um, you know, I, I'm down here near near NASA. Uh, my my sister-in-law works at NASA, the early NASA. I like reading about biographies of pioneers because even if they're embellishing, and the inspiration is worth more than the knowledge. Um, so I've I've always been an autobiography fan. You know, what, what, what can I glean from this? Someone who who battled, someone who struggled. I I just recently read Unforgiven, which is you wouldn't think of it as a business book, but you you get that. Even uh, even Papillon. The tenacity, just just, yeah, just stay with it, stay with it, and and I read, but, but and I read the business books. I, I do, you know, the the, the the latest and the greatest, and I read incredibly fast. I don't get a lot from them. I, that, you know, that's okay. Hey, I'm with you, dude. One of my favorite still go tos is Robert Gray's I Claudius novel series. Oh, yeah. Which I'm, yeah. When you look at that and you look at the history of how they operated, and uh, there's so much to talk. I always love having you on. Why don't I have you on again sooner than later than uh, this time going around, man? want to thank you for what you're doing. As we said, you guys can go to KeithWassong.com. Uh, like I said, some of the best stuff available for patient communication, patient education, uh, all at your disposal there. Click on the link. Go there. Um, make make, sure you make your life easier. That's what I'm going to get. Make your – you don't have to complicate it. Keith, Keith's done it for you. So I want to thank you, man, for giving us some time. Uh, I, 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 encourage, uh, I encourage you guys to visit Keith Wassong. And uh, hit him up on Facebook. He's an open book, man. He's a cool dude. So if you don't know him, get to know him. Thanks, my man, for helping out tonight. You stay safe with those girls in the house. I got four hours to kill. <laughs> put, the, put the drinking lamp on, my friend. Oh, it's on, dude. <laughs> Be well, brother. Talk to you soon.